0: You value your own humanity when you take time to live in the present moment. In fact, that is the only thing that truly matters in this world. Look, you are in the right place if you're searching for a version of enlightenment, an inspiration that brings you closer to the all of the unknown and cool things in your life. I am your host, Devon. Thank you for listening. This is Center of the Sun podcast so you're not happy you feel sad you feel like a dumbass like a dumbass blank ass piece of paper sitting on a table just looking like looking real dumb and blank undeniably you're miserable that's fine you're, in, you're unable to speak a word of your feelings because, like, who the fuck cares? That's fine, too. Whatever. But you're seen here. I see you. But uh, I see you laughing and smiling just for the sake of laughing and smiling. Not because there's any, like, any real anything behind it. Um, I can tell you're doing things, adulting things, you know. <laughs> But not because you you really want to or need to do anything other than pass the fucking time. Like, what the fuck? Because you're in a constant standstill. Now this is real. You're waiting for the night to come. So that the day can officially end. This is no way to live. Your feelings are... Let's say weird. They feel out of place. It feels like a Truman show looking ass life. I don't know. You go through the motions. I don't know. Like a drama. Like a like a play. Like a preset like a plot. But is this any way for your jury, just your beautiful cute ass beautiful soul to live or exist? Is this what your soul intends? Is there something wrong with you? Well, some may say that, you know, thoughts like those would describe something like a mental illness, like depression or anxiety. But you are engaged with your healthcare provider. And if you're not... You're probably taking care of yourself in some other kind of way. And that's, you know, through medication or therapy or social support. And those things may have changed the game for you. I know they did for me. But just like any uh, gospel song, you know, written by Hezekiah Walker, if you know anything about Jesus being the king, as Kanye West would encourage you to listen Um, to old gospel songs one of them is that that 99 and a half won't do and 99 and a half does not do just like kanye west's lack of brain cells but he's right in understanding that you are a supreme being and you cannot be contained in this physical reality so therefore like it is like you have just you just have to realize it but jesus is not king unless he's your king You know, like, he's Kanye West King, so therefore he's the king of Kanye West. But, like, you know who's the king of me, of Devon? Devon's the king of Devon, I guess. And there is a creator. But, I mean, like, in terms of this universe that surrounds me, like, literally the six inches away from my, your face right now, there's, like, you are your universe right there. That's what we're going to talk about today today. It's like kind of cool shit, but 99 and a half won't do. So therefore, um, medication and therapy and social support doesn't always work. So you're a supreme being. What do you do? You cannot be contained in this miserable ass motherfucking culture that is obsessed with death. Happy Halloween. Happy devil's birthday. I just like, even though, you know, we talked about previous episodes and I, and I want to go back to it because it's very important to me talking about the origins of the devil and like these ideas of darkness and Halloween and all that kind of stuff. It's very interesting stuff but at the end of the day I don't believe in it in the devil specifically because like how can I? Um, it's, we, it's a counterintuitive structure of thinking for me. So therefore I cannot believe in the devil because I cannot believe in a hell because if I do then like it is weird because of my the original of the I don't know it just doesn't I, it doesn't it's energy that I don't want around me in 99 and a half point do I don't care I don't care if the devil's real I don't believe the fucking devil but anyway we're obsessed with death as a culture. And I was trolling my patients because I was like, happy Halloween. It's the devil's birthday. Like, what are you going to do for the devil's birthday? What are you going to get the devil? Like, this is so exciting. Like, ah. but, um, nobody got the joke and that was fine. That's why they love me. It's fine. But you can't be contained in it. It's just like a symbol. The, the devil is a symbol of the immature soul of the human and it represents all of the things that we love but we understand are detrimental to our development so um that's why they call them sins because they are not good for you but some people have pleasure in like creating this weird social construction of religion and then like attaching like all of these things to like, these demonic things and then are then like play the story the ancient stories out In the reality so I don't believe in that part but I do believe that the symbolism of the devil um, is an obsession that we cannot get out of I'm like kind of scared about it but evil on CBS is pretty good I mean like certain certain manifestations of it um are not scary or whatever but sometimes when it's like in your face in real life it's like weird so what will you build with this knowledge that you're a supreme being in that, even though you have all of this chemistry and uh, biology and all that kind of stuff going for you, there's still a part of you that is in constant standstill, waiting for the night to come so the day that can officially end. And that is not a way to live your life. It's not cool, dude. Continue listening. Continue listening if you want your insides to match your outsides. It's just, it's just, it's that easy. You run around, you know, you run around your little town or your little city in your little stupid car every day, starving your soul and your body of happiness. It's true. You know, it's, you know, it's true because you are on the path of enlightenment and you're trying because, you know, the buck stops here. It's over. And just going through the motions and not living is not about to be like your thing no more. Like, that's it. That's not your ministry. That's not what you're here for to do. That's not what you're that's not what you recall. It's like, no wonder you can't keep a man or a lady because you're starving your soul of happiness. Nobody wants a starved ass soul, I guess. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe somebody wants your starved ass soul that's why it's being starved honestly because somebody does want it and that's why you need to value it your life sucks not because your life actually sucks <laughs> because your soul is starved of happiness it sucks because your life is out of your control your life is out of out of your control because your soul is starved of happiness nobody can have power over you if your soul is happy like People like literally monks in motherfucking like Tibet or wherever the hell they be up in the mountains in the cold with no clothes on, just happy as fuck, just meditating and fuck and shit like that. Like your soul, it matters and it sucks. You know, life does suck some sometimes, but you have to realize that it doesn't suck because it actually sucks. It just sucks because something is missing and not material things like you could add material things but like sometimes more money is more problems like more materials equal more energies that create incoherences I don't know it sucks because your life is out of your control basically the picture in your head should match your reality sometimes it doesn't sometimes it does like when it does it's like lit like it, like life seems like a dream when it matches because it is in your head it is it feels like a dream because you are watching your thoughts and that ob- observation of your thoughts that's called co- coherence when you like get in there and like can like know what's going on like you want that to happen because that's called coherence And when I mention coherence, I mean in like a signal, like electrical signals and shit. Yeah, it's like, and you know, that's the, that's the goal of most mental health treatments. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How to manage those distracting thoughts for, um, for just everyday life. How do you enhance the success that you've already built? You valued yourself enough to get to this point, but you still ask, is there something wrong with you? And there might be. You might still be depressed. You might have some shit going on, you know, whatever, undiagnosed, whatever. For instance, like a child, because I think about mental illness in children a lot because they don't really have the control that we do. They have even less control, so they're like even more crazy, like... "Ah!" And shout out to my Russian co-worker I'm helping her um, before I continue on this like on this study about these children um, I'm drinking a am drinking alcohol today oh my god I'm like very happy that I'm doing it because drinking makes me feel ill like when I drink beer I feel ill and so I just like in doing this show and like listening to my body I'm like okay like if I feel ill like that means i shouldn't do it bro <laughs> but i don't give a fuck and so today i'm drinking wine and it just i don't feel ill it tastes delicious it is a cab sauv. it is a 15 dollars bottle it's pretty good um i served wine for four months and i would say based on my training that it is fruit forward it has a pepper it's like a you can taste black pepper. Let me let me do a wine tasting. So this is Z Alexander Brown Uncaged Cabernet Sauvignon 2016. I believe it's about 16.99. Let me see. Going a wine tasting. Hold on. I would say notes of licorice black pepper and it is a very full body well it's not it's like medium body it has like a wateriness to it but I like it hold on I would say like a dark berry has like a dark berry it's good very good i'm like wow thank you see this is why you should if you drink a lot you should take a break because it's like i took a break for like a few months i don't even know when i drank last maybe my birthday in august i don't know but um last time i got wasted was pride so that was june so i haven't gotten like blackout drunk for months i think that's what did it because i was like really drunk But anyway, you know, you value your humanity in different ways, and you start and stop behaviors based on your life circumstances, and that's what, you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, before I move on to to these new studies and this new data around managing distracting thoughts, I wanted to take a minute to appreciate this uncaged wine by Z. Alexander Brown. Got it for free from my coworker, who I'm helping get a job in research. So helped her with her cover letter and her resume. And she gave me some some Russian snacks that were very interesting and not good. And But I ate some. I'm going to have some more on Monday. I left it at work because I was like, somebody eat this. And everybody was like gagging. And that's fine. Russians make fine snacks, but just not for me. I don't know. I don't know why they have to do it like that, but it's fine. It is what it is. Where's the high fructose corn syrup? And that's the thing. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about American diet being bad for me. That shit is good as fuck. And I don't know what the fuck they be eating in Europe and shit. Because high fructose corn syrup tastes good to me. And it sweetens the food like it needs to be. But anyway, we were talking about the kids. So in order, so let me just kind of stop for a second and like recap. A child does not have that much control over their life, so parents they have chosen in certain situations to use medication as a rescue from the insanity of like having a child. Like I don't know why you would have a child. You know that they're like this, but that's fine. I know we. I know why you had a child, actually, because um, you are probably horny. So that's fine. Anyway, you you'll see parents use medication as a sedative to help their hyperactive children and so i witnessed this a few times i witnessed this all the time actually at the in my clinic but i witnessed this a few times recently and it made me it prompted me to look up a journal about hyperactive children and researchers you know have tons of journals make note that nearly nearly most visits to uh, child psychiatrists and child psychologists are mainly due to the chief complaint of hyperactivity or hyperactivity attention deficit disorder um, that includes hyperactivity as a result doctors are forced to medicate children and sedate them, excuse me And this happens in adulthood too. You'll see this all the time, and it's not okay. Instead of like talking to the person or like understanding the true like underlying thing, or the or just the fact that they may be living in disharmony with nature, you know, the not considering any sort of natural remedy before prescribing medication. You'll see this in adulthood all the time. Uh, A lot of doctors jump the gun or are or have conflicts of interest that have not been properly disclosed prior to their uh, practice of medicine but there are other ways to support children and doctors use them too and there are new ways that uh, doctors support children um, that are in development and are under r- clinical trial and it's very exciting because that is the purpose of, of you know listening to Center of the Sun is finding the ways um, to value your humanity while um, you know through connecting modern science and ancient wisdom with your human potential and you can do it without side effects and that's the coolest thing is that we're finding the bridges find we're finally finding them we're like thank god like i don't have to like tweak like you can tweak your chemistry you can tweak your brain chemistry but you don't have to always tweak it all the time and you should have more choices than less and children you know they're describing you know this is way more than just like being hyperactive these children have tics and temper tantrums constantly and there was like a very tight threshold um for the inclusion of these children in this intervention and not only were were their chief complaints tightly controlled also their Adherence to the, uh, regimen was also, uh, tightly controlled. So, I wanted to... It was very... This was a very interesting study, and it stood out to me also because it originated from Iran. The country, Iran. Like, the terrorists. You know, like, oh my god, like, Iran. Like, terrorists and stuff. Like, they're over here just having normal-ass shit. And I actually have patients who are refugees from Iran. And, um... They tell me, you know, how weird how weird things are because of the, the, like, religious authoritarianism that's happening over there. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, people are really being murdered. Like, it's really, you'll really be murdered for being gay. Like, it's really a thing. Like, and don't, don't get it up the booty. Like, because you'll definitely be be murdered. If you're a top, you might be spared. <laughs> Tops are spared. Bottoms. Chile. No, woo iran because um no ma'am but anyway it's 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 an iranian study i know people from iran so and i know doctor i know a doctor from iran he's very normal a doctor from iran can come over here and be a doctor from the u.s like he came right over like it was like bam bam and it took like a few years but he just applied to residency over here and got in and it was very easy and so i trust it's validated science you know it's just as equal science and once you take out all of the like misinformation from our government it's like oh my god oh my god like um people are normal um just like us and they have you know unruly children and but what stood out to me about it being an Iranian study clinical trial actually i don't know why i'm just saying i don't know why i'm just saying study but i want to Um, specify that it's a clinical trial, um, but um, it's in Iran where children are more likely to have a parent at home than America. So from our perspective, that would most likely uh, support the child's development and decrease their ADD behaviors. Like that's what we would think. Um, So there's a weird lack of correlation there because we correlate those two things but like literally like 90% of these children had a parent at home. So it wasn't an issue of like parenting or like family structure and then culturally their religion is a part of their government but it's like an authoritarian kind of thing. So it's like you would someone suggest that these children's lives sucked, and that's why they had ADD. It's like, oh, my God, like, can we live? But American children are no better. And actually, American children might be worse, but we claim to have more freedom or whatever it is. So I can only judge the facts. I don't really know on a surface level, on a cultural level, what significance being from Iran has, but I know I find it striking that they have the same issue and use the same methods to remedy the issue. Children with untreated and actually in terms of the terrorism that we are, that we see in propaganda over here, because I'm just going to call it like it is. It's probably propaganda that I accept as truth, but I don't have any other source because that's what, you know, CIA don't kill me. It's fine. FBI. I believe you. It's what it is, what it is, but children with untreated mental disorders most likely have the same disorders as adults that's the fact and the other fact is that uh, they're mainly untreated because coherence is never addressed and that's why you're listening to this podcast because you want that coherence you're trying to find that truth around how all of these things kind of work together for your benefit So what have you heard about the word? Uh, It's a new term that I learned today. It's prana. It's used during yoga to regulate the breath. Um, It gives um, power to your body. Um, You know, every time you breathe, like you have to breathe. If you don't breathe, you'll slowly like die within a few minutes. And what is actually... interesting about prana and it's spelled p-r-a-n-a and you can find links to all of this stuff at my blog devon.org dvaugh org. thank you for reading and but basically uh, prana is a specific form of bioelectricity that is generated during respiration like you're breathing like breathe in breathe out style and it moves up and down specific channels. So you know how last week we were talking about, or not last week because I'm like super behind. And by the way, I apologize for that. I'm in mourning. But anyway, last episode we talked about acupuncture and how scientists can um, poke to different parts, different channels of nerves. Well, prana is a specific um, part of your body. Uh, part a specific channel of nerves in the spine lungs and in the nostrils so like it happens when you breathe so how do you activate prana first you must live in the present moment so some people choose yoga which is a structured exercise or a structured series of exercises. And it, you know, it incorporates movement and breathing and, and breathing techniques and meditation techniques. Yoga, the benefit of it, the best thing about it is that it does not require any money or any sort of special training or anything. But to move, so to activate the prana or to activate this bioelectricity, you must like align your body. So yoga is a good way to do it because it helps you align your spine But to move the the prana throughout your body, um, which is another form of bioelectricity, which we can observe on these machines that, you know, diagnose all kinds of illnesses and stuff. We can also see the movement of this energy through our body. You move that energy with the will of your mind. So Indian people have been doing this forever. It's actually kind of crazy how long ancient wisdom has survived and been a part of people's daily lives regardless of whether or not they care about the origins of it but prana is an idea that came from ancient people but now it's being used as like a biohack like now you can focus better and stuff so basically people use it doctors use it as to to create coherence in the brain and it helps you get your thoughts together and it helps And it helped children in this study, um, this Iranian hyperactive children, it helped them um, be, be more calm. So in this clinical trial of this Indian idea in this Iranian culture, they were giving these children these exercises where they had them cross their arms and like touch the lobes with the tips of their fingers and like breathe in and breathe out and do this and do that and stretch here and stretch there and da-da-da, da-da-da. But basically it created coherence, so much coherence in these children's brains because first of all, that's what they wanted. That's why they were crazy because they're just trying to find a way to make all this shit work and they just needed some guidance and some structure. And uh, they use the will of their mind to breathe in and hold their breath. So that's how you move the prana. In the way that it was described in a book that is uh, uh, cited on my blog, Devon.org, D-V-A-U-G-H-N.org, um, it's like a wheel, like a series of gears. So all of your organs are moving in a series of like different ways, but they all move in conjunction with each other. And when you hold your breath, you're kind of like stopping everything and when you do it in a in a systematic way or when these children did it in a systematic way um and they gave children just simple exercises with simple instructions for them to practice every single day and if they didn't practice every single day they were out of the study and all of this also happened out of the context of religion and out of the context of government and all that kind of stuff. And the kids, they, they stretched and they, they touched their earlobes in different ways and held in and, and exhaled and held in and exhaled their breaths. Um, they saw a significant decrease in behavioral issues. And so, if science is starting to validate prana or these techniques of breathing and also calming children down without the need of like different kinds of Adderall and stuff like that. What's to say that you can't you also use this simple and natural information, just the information, just the consciousness of it um, to abolish the friction of living your daily life. I was also reading another article And I believe it's from the International Journal of Electrical and Computer Engineering. It's crazy. Scientists all over the world. They are using bioelectricity and bioelectric signals in terms of biometrics and like your heartbeat and your pulse and all that kind of stuff to not only help our bodies, um, like help inform doctors, improve our health and all all that kind of stuff, but also helps reduce the distance between, um, humans and computers. Like we are so close to being able to control computers with our minds. It's actually pretty cool shit, but it can be pretty scary if you're not paying attention and you don't see the iterative process because one day we're going to wake up and we're going to be, we're going to be like talking to Siri, like it's our mom or something. And like, apparently you know in this journal of electrical and computer engineering they talk about how the military can already read your biometrics not you know and like not your fingerprint or anything but like the vibrations of your throat vocal cords like they don't have to see your lips or hear your voice or anything they can just measure perturbations of ether you know um that's how powerful your voice is. That's how powerful you are. It moves space and time. It just is crazy. You saw it during the surge when when Pokemon Go was released. We were augmenting. Augmenting our reality is coming. Companies like Apple and Pokemon and all these people, they want to enhance your reality to sell you more shit. But also, you can enhance your own reality through internal means and through natural means through yoga through prana through recognizing that when you stop and start your breath in a controlled and systematic way it's equivalent to controlling a computer and computers are becoming so advanced that they have the capacity to improve your driving and how you interact with your phone and listen to music Bioelectricity will be the next input of computers. Like if you've taken an information technology class, you learn about inputs and outputs and screens and keyboards and mouses and printers and stuff like that. Your voice is just the start of all of this. Apple is expected to put out the you know, the next computer in 2020 but it's gonna be on your face like apple watch who like iphone what like we're doing iphone on my face like iphone like eyeball iphone um you should be paying attention we'll probably talk to it talk to this thing on our face and like it'll track our eyes and stuff like that they already do it they already do it with a camera at the store Companies already have plans to advertise specifically through glasses and through watches and through different kinds of places. They don't need billboards. They don't need to to listen to your conversation. They can just measure your fucking vocal cord vibrations and shit. Your humanity is being valued in all kinds of ways. (laughs) Like, that's the purpose. That's today's episode. I beg you, if you're searching for enlightenment... It's literally right inside of you already. Everything. All the power, all the ideas, all the inspiration, all the enlightenment, all the God, all the Jesus, all the devil, everything is inside of you already. And it's being modeled in our reality by humans because intuitively, I can't quite, I don't quite understand, like, how did we get computers if we don't even, like, acknowledge the fact that we're modeling them after our own bodies It's like we're intuitively building machines because we know the value of our own body. And you might be going through the motions of daily life, you know, using your body or abusing your body, whatever it is. But put value in simple shit like breathing. Today's episode is just a reminder that, you know, it's crazy to think about how much potential energy and subtle energy is just sitting Dormant in your body, locked inside of your bones. Literally, um, there are gospel songs about being about fire being shut up in your bones. And I thought it was metaphorical. I really did. I thought it was hyperbolic, but smile because you're truly happy. Smile because you feel the fire that's shut up in your bones and get mad because you really feel pissed. You get mad because you feel that fire shut up in your bones and feel the emotions because those emotions are power and they come from somewhere. They don't come from just nowhere. It might be from the vapor in the air. It might be from the sun. It might be from the food. It might be from the poison. It might be from the vibrations or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Find that place. Find from which your, or from whence your energy flows. Because it's where you can inspire your next move and Your next breath. Send me your thoughts. Oh, also, (laughs) Devon.org has upgraded to membership, so it's free, but 2020 will require you to sign up with your email only. You don't even have to have a password. It's so easy. Um, Free membership to Devon.org. Please visit my blog, Devon.org, to see the transcript to see the sources um you can always hear the audio for free you can go you know you can always get that for free centresun 21com for the audio for the membership for the for the camaraderie for the special treatment the customer service you will have to be a member of devon.org for free in 2019 thank you for listening Uh, Please visit my blog, Devon.org. It's spelled D-V-A-U-G-H-N.org. And you can also send me your thoughts, host at dot 21com And again, thank you for listening.